The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. From the old National Bank State Street studio, this is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. about who could trade up to number one. It's so funny that, you know, the, like the hype machines from every angle are, are getting ramped up. They're on overdrive now. I give... We're, look, still, the, a, we're the still, Ant- still a while away. No what, doubt. Are we, five Anthony, weeks away? The Anthony Richardson story is such a, you know, an interesting one. Obviously, he's got a lot of natural, raw ability. Not the most kind of refined passer, but is a guy that that has probably taken the biggest jump in terms of what the national guys are saying or what's being whispered right now. So there was someone on CBS Sportsline in their mock draft had Anthony Richardson going one, the Bears right. trading out and going one, trading with the, the Colts, Colts, taking, him the Colts taking him at one. If they're focused in on Anthony Richardson, the Colts are, my guess is, is they probably would feel pretty confident they could get him at four and wouldn't have to move on. We haven't even done these workouts yet, so no one really truly knows. Let's talk some baseball. Baseball is back in our lives this weekend. Talking a lot of these rule changes. We've always had thoughtful conversations with Boog Shiambi, and and, and I look forward to talking to Boog a little bit more, too, because the Cubs are going to be good, or at least better. Like, I, I think the arrow is going to be pointing up. They're going to be more interesting. He's really uh, had some interesting years of doing the Cubs in these last couple of years. And uh, you watch him on Marquee Sports Network, and he joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline on Waddle and Sylvie. Boog, how have you been? Hi, boys. How are you? Uh, Sylvie, how's your ear? What's going on there? <laughs> yeah, did you see that? I mean, I don't know if uh, if you have any of these issues, but... Or, I do. or whether you're willing to post the video of you. Yeah, I'm not posting a video, okay. but let's just say, yeah, there's a little bit of a potato farm happening in my ear from time to time, and I got to go get some help. Yeah, like, I, and I love Too it. Much? You like? I, no, I, no, not at all. It's perfect for our show. Like, like I yeah. love it, too. Like, I, like... Some people, my doctor said to me, he thinks I'm the only one who loves it. No, I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. All day. If they could come to my house, like, I don't know, twice a week and do that, I'd be in on that. How frequently do you have the procedure done, Boog? I really like the way uh, you said that just so officially um, <laughs> and very formally. I would. I'm trying... Uh, three times a year, I get it done. Oh, wow. See, and it's just it's like, like vacation. It's like getting the teeth That's clean. Right. It's like getting the car washed. The feeling yeah. of neither of, I do enough. Like, like yes, I know you don't do any of that. You have a filthy car. Your teeth are gross. And like when that ear gets unplugged, oh, yeah. and you just feel free. Oh, it's magic, magic, Boog. You hear the animals off in the distance. It's amazing. <laughs> Oh, it's great. So, why, 
Why is the it that, sea, you can hear them. Why, why is it that you think that it's necessary for you guys? Like you guys aren't in a in, in a, like a, a metal shop or anything. You're in the broadcast industry. Why do you think the ear is getting all that stuff in it? I mean, seriously, like I, I don't know whether you're familiar with my work, Tom, but like I didn't go to med school. Well, I, 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 I don't. I, I mean, I'm not that bright. I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, why am I fat? Like I've been asking myself <laughs> that question too. I got nothing for you on that either. I didn't go there, Boog. You know I didn't no, go I, there. No, I went there for sure. Yeah, I love you. Come brother. on, BC brethren, let's go. Sorry, dude. Yeah. How's life been for you? I'm great. Um, a lot of college hoops, yeah, right? I, every time I turn on the yeah. TV, you're doing a college game. And I'm doing Big 12, and every time I'm doing a game in the Big 12, it's like number five against number nine, number 12 against number six. I mean, they're going to get eight into the tournament. They're going to have a, a one seed. Kansas might be one overall when all is said and done. Probably two two seeds, a three seed, and a four seed or something like that. But right now they're going to get eight. Right now, according to Joe Lenardi, they got eight in and one on the bubble out of ten teams, which is crazy. So that's been fun. And then, you know, this is my time of year, man. I just I geek out on being able to be around guys, talk ball with them casually while they're hitting and just, yeah, soak up information and stories. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just what I love. Heck, you guys know that from before – I ever took this job, you know what I mean? Like this, this time of year is is it for me? Uh, Sylvie's obviously very excited about his favorite team's, you know, potential this year. When you look at this team with a, a, a skeptical eye, or, or you know, you look at them very closely, how much better can they be, Boog? I mean, I think that the the high end of things has them playing, you know, important games into September. I think that the questions will more be on the offensive side. Um, you know, you you if it's good, I think it means say Suzuki's taking a big step, and you know, against non-competition, effectively, it's looked quite good so far. Um, if if it's good, obviously, you know, Bellinger is going to regress to the mean, and that that's in a good way. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think. You know, on on the negative side, maybe pitching wise, the ball's in play a tiny bit too much because they don't get enough swing and miss. But they defend really well. The anchor of the team will be stopping teams from scoring. I think when if there's frustrating stretches, it will be that they don't score enough. Um, but I think that they have a chance to play well and be. A, a, an entertaining and fun team and certainly a much improved team from, from last year. And I think there's, you know, there's a lot of potential. You know what I'm excited about and, and tell me what you think about their future. Um, Nico Horner and Ian Happ, um, are they scratching the surface? And, and do you believe that there's another level that those guys are going to go to or could that just be one of their better years that that they just kind of reached last year? Yeah, I I mean I, I think that it's I think it's it's fair in terms of like can they get get to another level? And I think there is still room for both of those guys. You really like I mean, look, I was I was super proud of Ian Happ, the work he did playing one position last year. And you saw how much he, whether he'd won the gold glove or not, you saw how much he improved. It seemed like every time he left his feet, he was catching the ball. Um, and then offensively, he cut his strikeout rate down. 
Um, I think this year he'd probably like to see a little more power. I think with Nico, you're going to see a bit more power. I think you'll see him walk a little bit more. I think he's going to win the gold glove at second base, to be honest with you. And so I think those, you know, that's fair to, to say, do these guys have another gear? Yeah, I think that's a reasonable expectation. Well, and defensively, Boog, this group's going to be up the middle as good as anybody in baseball or, or could be, correct? No doubt. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is th- this pitching staff is probably middle of the pack in terms of swing and miss, but with the ball being in play, you have gold glove caliber defenders, you know, in Barnhart, in Swanson, um, in Horner, in Bellinger. They, they will do a really good job of taking balls in play and turning them into outs. And Boog, how, how do you feel about, you know, speaking of, of, of the importance of defense, the, the rule changes. Um, yeah. Obviously, the shift change is going to be unique and different, but the, the pitch clock is the thing that everyone's talking about. Your thoughts on the on yeah. Major League Baseball changes? I think it, it's necessary. I, at this point, I'm not like one of those purists, you know, conservative, like stuck in the old ways. I, I think you've got to examine everything. I, I think the, the, the anchor of the sport is still, it is a great sport, but they've got to look at stuff to move just the pace of the game along. It's got to happen in a shorter window, um, and the ball's got to be in play a little bit more. So I, I'm good with it. You know, most people want to see their sporting event in, you know, it, look, football is, is an outlier because it's once a week. But most people, if you're playing multiple games, they want to see their sporting event take place in about a two-and-a-half-hour window. I mean, that, that's polls, like data. And in terms of the pitch clock, you see – Strikeout rate basically stays flat. Batting average goes up a tiny bit. Um, I think with the rules changes, you're going to see teams try and run a little bit more. I don't love the idea of the shift restriction. Like, so here, here's how I react to this shift restriction. I don't like it because I feel like it penalizes smart. I don't feel like that there's that much distinction between I'm going to put all my defenders where we think you're going to hit the ball and you can't hit a slider but we're not allowed to throw you sliders. Like that, so just as a, as a basic idea, it does bother me. I don't think fans don't like seeing it. There is a psychological effect to it. And ultimately, I don't think it's going to do very much to change baseball, but people don't like seeing it. And if fans don't like it, I'm in a place in my life where if fans want that change, good enough, I'm down. So I, I think that the pitch timer is the one that's really going to, move the needle and is going to impact play. And I'm sure you'll see some guys get cranky, but I'm, I'm all for these changes. I really am. Boog Shiambi joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Are there unintended consequences to the pitch clock? Like we had a, uh, a caller yesterday who was worried about pitchers um, and their stamina. And we've had Connor McKnight from our White Sox broadcast tell us that less time between pitches – will mean that these pitchers will tire out more, and now these pitchers will go even less time into games, and maybe there will be less, even more less deep into games. Right. Um, are you worried about stuff like that? I'm not worried about it. I understand the logic ladder there. Now, the pure data says velocity stayed flat last year in the minor leagues. 
So that would counter that. I guess you could make the argument that velocity has been climbing every single year and it stayed flat, so maybe it did slightly negatively impact it. But the data would say they'll get used to it and it won't impact things the way you might think. So am I worried about that part of it, pitchers getting gassed because they are having to work too fast and they won't get deep into games? No, I'm not. And, and do you believe robot umps will, will happen next year? Are we on the brink no. of that happening? No. No, I don't think so. I think so in the minors, they're going to go to um, an ABS system, but it's a challenge system. I think that, like, again, I don't speak for the league office, but in talking to people, I think now the final result is going to be a a challenge system will be as far as we get. I'm not sure that I think any time in the next 10 years, Major League Baseball will have straight-up robot umpires. I think you're going to have the ability to challenge um, a certain amount of calls eventually is what's going to happen, like what they're doing at the minors this year. But I don't I – don't, this is my opinion, I mean, based on information and talking to people, but I don't think – we're going to get to straight-up robot umpires, and I think that's a little bit of a, a tweak in terms of, you know, I credit to the league office with the, the Atlantic League, the minor leagues. Like, they've started to try this stuff out. So, like, they, they put in different things to say, is this going to work? Is this going to work? Is this going to work? So they do have, you know, at least a bit of an idea. Uh, back to the Cubs really quick, Boog. Um, what, besides Dansby Swanson, what do you believe was uh, one of the better under-the-radar signings from Jed this offseason? I love how excited they are about Tyone. Like they, inside the, the Cubs, they'll tell you that regardless of how it was going to shake out, like they were looking right at Tyone. They felt like he was a guy that they could help. You know, you've already read about the, you know, they've, they've been big with the slider, the sweeper slider. And that translates to more strikeouts. He's a big guy with a big arm. He's a double Tommy John surgery guy. Um, so I think that there's a chance right here that, you know, with, in terms of what they gave him, you know, in the 60s, um, I mean, which is nothing to sneeze at. Do people still use that phrase? That, that's how you know you've gotten old, isn't it? Nothing, nothing to, to sneeze, sneeze at? at no, no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I see, I'm following right along right now. And, and well, I love you guys. Uh, so... I, the, the thing I would say is I think there's a chance a guy like Javison Tyone could have, you know, his best year career-wise. So they, the, the other part I would say from an intangible standpoint, whether it's Tyone, whether it's Hosmer, um, Mancini, especially Swanson, look, whatever you want, this is my two cents. But I wouldn't say it if I didn't, if, didn't really think it, and that is they've done something kind of interesting the last couple of years. In two straight years where they didn't win – They've established a reputation around the league among players as, hey, that's a place you want to go play because they'll help you get better. Um, so, I, you know, for the guys that I just mentioned, they all wanted to be here. Like, I think it's pretty cool that Dansby Swanson's from Georgia, and he really wanted to be a Cub. He really wants to be the face of the Cubs. And all these guys really want to be here. So I think that part is – I don't know how that's anything but a positive. Yeah. And, and what about a young guy to look forward to? Is there a young guy on the brink that you're really keeping your eye on this spring? It's hard for me not to sort of go gaga over PCA. I mean, he's 20 years old, and he's just not scared. 
they could play defense at the big league level at an elite level right now. Um, you know, hitting wise, he's been out here for a while, so he's been kind of locked in. So when he plays guys in live VP, he was turning stuff around. I'm ex- I don't. I'm not saying I think we'll see him this year, but I'm I'm excited to to see that kid get to the majors because fellas, he can talk it too, like in a good way. You know what I'm saying? He's just he's got a real uh, self confidence to him, and he's he's super talented. What about never nervous Mervis? Um, Waddle and uh, Jeff Meller have kind of like we have an ongoing joke because I have really adopted him through yeah. because of all the numbers he put on and they laugh at me. Ah, Matt Mervis, what's Matt Mervis? He's twenty five. He was. Duke. I just think it's odd that you've got a Mervis jersey. <laughs> so, like, is, is Mervis? What do you think? Is is Mervis the real deal? Do we not know yet? What? No, we don't know. But I think. It's one of those, oh, he's going to this level, and now he just won't stop hitting. And he goes to this level, and he's not stopped hitting. I think they've also set him up in a position where they don't need anything from him this year. I mean, I think he'd have to hit probably, you know, 12,000 in order to make the team this year would be my guess. And the other guys, you know, kind of crash and burn for them to, to really look at it. But I think they're trying to not put pressure on him and continue so that he feels good to continue that, you know, that, that growth pattern. Look, I, you know, this is a sport, every sport you see it, but this is a sport where you see that weird stuff. You know, non-drafted guy. He would have gotten drafted in a, he was drafted the COVID year. He would have gotten drafted if it wasn't the COVID year of five rounds, probably somewhere in five through ten. He was a two-way player at Duke. He's undergone some swing changes. He's a big, strong kid. He's really smart. Um, yeah, I think he's a guy that, um, I mean, look, you asked me, of a guy who's on the brink, uh, Mervis is a guy that has a, a, the chance to impact this year's team. You know, way more than than PCA would be would be my guess, and I I think there's a chance that that'll happen. I think I mean, Matt Mervis is a guy certainly worth being excited. He's about. telling himself off over there, Book. Like you just made his weekend. I think by telling him that high that. baseball IQ, you know, really <laughs> moving the needle right now, but but. But he did. I did think he was going to fall out of his chair when you said he's got to hit twelve thousand this spring to actually make yeah, the club. That's right? Yeah, that's possible. Hey, uh, ben- <laughs> you heard it. Here first. Oh yeah, that's right. Math. <laughs> <laughs> Big picture is is baseball. I always ask when the season begins: Is baseball in a good spot? And I and I asked that question with referencing as well what, what Steve Cohen did opening up the wallet with the Mets. I mean, is, is the spending that went on in the, in the off season good for the sport? I know if you're a player, it is, but like, how will it affect what's going on in major league baseball? I can't. Well, yeah, those are two different questions. Is it good for it? And, and how will it affect it? Look, the, the one thing that I would say is this, that, so far, Steve Cohen's owned the team. They've gone to the first round and out. If the Mets win the next three World Series, I'm absolutely willing to have like a, a, a long-form conversation about, is his spending bad for the game? But otherwise, like, you got too many examples of teams with middling payrolls, like the Rays, like the Brewers, who find their way into the postseason and end up being quite good. I still would say, you know, it is moving more towards being about the money. But I, before we get into, oh, is it bad for the sport? 
you know, could the Mets win the World Series maybe once or twice? And not that I'm hoping for that, but you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, what are we what are we talking about here? Sure. Like, I I, they, I think they they got to go and you know win 115 games back to back years, and everybody say it's not fair. And even then, I mean, if you're bored right now, go look at the amount of games the Dodgers have won each season the last couple of years, and then what can happen in the playoffs? Right. Like. They've spent, they've won regular season games, and then they don't win. It's like, it's, I mean, it's hard, man. It's hard to win a World Series, no doubt. It's hard. Boo, great stuff. Uh, get those years cleaned out before the yeah. season starts, and we'll, we'll talk to you down the road, all right? You guys should sign off like the way Bob Barker, have your pet spade or meters, like when you sign up. Remember, guys, have your ears clean twice a year. Have a great day, everybody. That's awesome. awesome. You're the best, Boo. Have a great season, all right? Bye, you guys. There you go. We'll He's be watching tomorrow. Fabulous. Yeah, I would love talking to Boog. Boog is really, really good. And I think I'm he glad got... he, he's got a good team to talk about this yeah. year, or at least a better team. I don't know how good they'll be. Yeah, there'll be something to talk about yeah, on the north yeah, side. Be for sure. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Do you want to hear the lineups for both of these teams oh, tomorrow? Well, yes. The only reason I'm saying that is like... Because you're a baseball who, geek? Who, well, who gives a crap about um, a spring training lineup? Because all I care about is you pulling on the same end of the string yeah. on the south well, side. That's all I do. care and about. I've got both teams because both teams are fielding at least to start off um, like a, a regular season lineup. This is at least positionally the way the Cubs will line up. Young Gomes is catching. Uh, Eric Hosmer at first. Nico Horner at second. Dansby Swanson at short. Patrick Wisdom at third. Ian Happ in left. Cody Bellinger in center. Seiya Suzuki in right. Trey Mancini will do the DHing. And Marcus Stroman will pitch tomorrow. That's a 95 win team. Right there. You better believe it. And then uh, this is with this is the order that they will bat. I didn't have the batting order for the Cubs. This is the way uh, Pedro Grafal will line up the White Sox tomorrow. Um Tim Anderson pulling on the same end of the screen uh, at short. Uh, Luis Robert Jr. at, at center. Yohan Mankata at third. Aloy in right. It's uh, Vaughn at first. Grandal catching. Sheets DHing. Reyes in left. And uh, Lurie Garcia at second. So, like, you're, you're getting at least to start off. Well, you're going to get Andrews at second when, you know, for the majority of the time when the season begins. Meller, you like your lineup? I mean, it's fine. Okay. Look, it's it's the first day you tune in. Oh, time out, time out, time out. You better start pulling on the same end of the string as well. Then that's not that was not the support and the positivity you're, yeah, you're looking that for something you're asking that's... for on the south side, Mister Aloy and Wright. That's going to be the biggest question. How, that's how gonna... often is that going to take place? Because he lost thirty pounds. He's pushing to play right field as often as possible. That could well, be a circus and right, couldn't it? But what do you want him to do? Do you want him to say, F this, I'm a DH, I'm going to be fat and happy, and I'm not going to train to be a right fielder? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I what, like his what, what, do you want, what do you want him to do? No, 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 I'm fine with it, but he's been very vocal about wanting to play the outfield pretty regularly. And so now it's an interesting dilemma that Pedro Grafal is going to have to, you know, walk. Fine line he's going to have to walk because we've seen it time and time again. 
Eloy tends to get injured when he's playing the outfield. True, right. Now it's up to the team to put the kibosh on it. But I don't mind the kid trying to improve himself. Of course not. Of course not. I mean, that's but, yeah, it's you're fabulous. Right. It's and just a matter of it could be a circus here, in right field. Here's the about aside from the circus, he's too valuable a hitter, especially yes. without Jose Abreu. Right, you know, now that he's gone, they he's need his slide. lineup, his bat in the lineup. You know, 150 games this year. Where's Benintendi? No, Ben is Benintendi. Uh, he's fine. He's not hurt or anything. He's I don't not, know but why. Not he's starting resting. That you can catch that game at two o'clock right here on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000. Like the Trailblazer. He's on the Trailblazer program. He's just resting. <laughs> Trailblazer. Portland uh, sitting uh, yesterday. Yeah. Other guys. Yeah, Dame was out. Dame was out. And Grant was out. Well, guess what? That you know, that's a team that is actually taking an approach that best serves or serves their organization best. Because you know who has their pick if they don't if they don't um if they do make the playoffs, if they make the playoffs, the Bulls have their pick. Yeah. So if they don't make the playoffs, they get their pick. Take your time. Get back when you can, Dame. <laughs> All right, uh, we've got Waddle's World coming up next. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Weird. Let's get Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Waddle's World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Remember FDS. You, you had a brain cramp there for a second, didn't uh, you? I actually had, like, I had snot caught right here. We had to there, pass. Huh? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, like in the sinus area, in the cavity. Yeah. Do you see this year's Oscars will have a crisis team after last year's uh, Will Smith slap of Chris Rock? After actor Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at last year's Oscar, the Academy has reportedly assembled a crisis team for this year's ceremony. Like maybe they'll kick the person out if he slaps somebody. Uh, yeah, it's like we have a whole crisis team, something we've never had before and many plans in place. Courtesy of Bill Kramer. See, now are they, is it going to get... We've run many scenarios, so it is our hope that we will be prepared for anything that we may not anticipate right now, but that we're planning for just in case it does happen. Is Ricky Gervais doing it this year? Is he the host? Thought him I know. Is that Kimmel? Oh, is it Kimmel? I don't know. Like, will the jokes get even more lame because they're scared they're going to offend do you know what I'm saying? Or, or will there be more arrows being, or, or, or like will, will there be kind of like a you know a, a, a fake attack to kind of make light of it from the year before? Will they go that route? Yeah, it will be Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel. I love Kimmel. You know, I, I I'm a big Kimmel guy. Big Kimmel guy. You're officially a big Kimmel guy. Huge. Well, I, think, I mean, like he's he's like best friends with Howard Stern. You know how I feel about Howard. I have not seen a late night television show probably in a decade. Any you're, of you're them. not alone. Most people consume them on via social. clips on yeah, social. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. and or like YouTube or something. Yeah, on demand. What time? I don't even know what time the shows come on. Ten thirty? Is that when they come? Yeah, on? I haven't watched it in a while either. I mean, yeah. I love them, but yeah, I usually watch it in clips now or. Yeah. Or like I said, I hear him all the time on Howard. 
I know what Meller's doing this weekend. Meller's going to see the uh, brand new movie, Cocaine Bear. I know he'll give it to it's, you and what to watch for. He's got a great idea. But uh, on, on the cusp of that, that opening, uh, is it, what would be the word? Is it irony? Or is it... Well, so is it coincidental? Coincidence? Is or it is, irony? Is, is this it, serendipitous? I think this is, is a beautiful opportunity of marketing staring us in the face. Sam Hurd, former Bears wide receiver, I believe, has been let out of jail as of today, correct? Was it today? Saw it come up yesterday, but, okay. uh, but so I don't know if he was He's old. out. Ten years. It's been, he's been in jail for ten years. Ten years. We were on the air when, when this happened, the bust happened. Yeah. I think outside of Gibson's in, in Rosemont. Rosemont. Yeah, he was trying to buy a significant amount of cocaine, booger sugar, uh, on a continuing basis from someone that he believed to be a dealer. And it turned out to be an undercover agent. It was a Jerry Angelo uh, signing special. He was still on the Bears roster when this happened, correct? Oh, yeah. He was an active player. Like, he was a special teamer, wasn't he? More of a special teamer than a wide receiver? Northern Illinois. Yeah, I believe so. Remember? He played for the Cowboys for about a handful of years before he signed here. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, he played like 10 games for the Bears. And then El Bustaroo. Yes, uh, he was sentenced to 15 years in prison in 2013 on drug trafficking charges, but he has been released at this point. So what, what is your idea here? Uh, a spokesperson for the Bureau of Prisons told the uh, outlets that community confinement could mean a halfway house or a home confinement, but declined to specify Heard's release condition. So he's still... So, Jeff, I don't think he's going to be able to participate in... The CD uh, uh, wait, 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 promotion wait. that you were suggesting. I don't see why. This is the perfect opportunity. What are the odds the original Cocaine Bear gets released on the weekend that the Cocaine Bear is opening? I mean, it's just, it's just too perfect. He like The first thing he needs to do when he walks out of prison is go to the movie theater and see Cocaine Bear, isn't it? Before he or goes be to the house confinement. He should be go. on the red carpet. He should be. Yes, yes. He the, should walk the red carpet. Hey, who are you? I'm the actual cocaine bear. I mean, I'm sure. Listen, he was a cowboy too. Remember that? Yeah, yeah but he's okay. a cocaine cowboy. Cocaine Cowboys was a movie that already happened, though. So. Football career ended after one season in Chicago after he was arrested outside a steakhouse for attempting to buy and distribute drugs as a part of a federal sting. You were all like high and mighty that the 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 um the studio which would not want to be involved in doing business with Sam Hurd. If the studio wants to do it, fine. I don't care what they do. I'm not high and mighty. I'm just, you couldn't understand why a movie studio wouldn't want to get into a promotional relationship with a guy who's coming out of prison for 10 years for distributing cocaine in massive amounts. Have you not seen the trailers they've been running? I think like they're trying the to capture and treat. It's the same reason like other criminals like OJ isn't being asked to promote movies. I don't think it's my the same thing. Is, my guess is, is that the, the, the movie but production company... this is companies, about the cocaine bear. Yes, a grizzly Bingo. bear. And it's about, like, a bunch of cocaine that got... Uh, well, how does the cocaine get... Um, it the, the, comes out of a plane. plane or something. I mean, spoiler, please. It's just out now in theaters. No, I believe it came uh, off, off a helicopter. It, Wasn't like, this dropped. a Waddle's World story? Yes, exactly. Yeah. 1985. I don't believe. Can we Wait, find was this another? Really from 1985? I swear to you, it yeah. happened in 1985. Wait, this is all bears related. Absolutely, that's the point. That's what makes it great. Maybe you could get one of those guys to come out instead. Uh, Richard Dent walking the red carpet. What are you here for, Richard? Okay, bears 85.
Why not? Mike Singletary, probably not his bag, but You're probably not going to be the guy who's going to accept your invitation. Mike, your eyes are, are awful uh, big there. <laughs> Why were your eyes so big back in the day, Mike? Why were you so excited and you always seemed to be really enthusiastic? He's going to get mad at you again. Don't uh, don't go there, Waddle. That was still one of the more tra- traumatizing times of my life. Why'd you take me back? This there? is another good 25 year anniversary uh, story. We need to do the find the great and the best 20, the best Waddle and Sylvie 25 stories. It was all because of you, too. Like, all of the down moments are something that you you, did. Sometimes you're going to have the Sylvie shrapnel. Yeah, it's like... You're you're just going to have to wear it. (laughs) Sometimes. It's not not like a clothing. It's a wound. It's a scar. That's not clothing. You're not wearing it. We had uh, Singletary on. I'm not. Go- I'm not going down. The- I- I've told the story a hundred times. I don't want to yeah, go into that. It on the end? I don't want to go into that dark room in Oregon. You're going to start shaking again. Yeah. We had Mike Singletary on. Uh, was it right after he got fired as coach of the 49ers? While he was coach, he was the coach of the Niners. I don't know. I've blocked this out. And so he was the coach of the Niners, and we got him on because uh, Randy Merkin dropped Waddle's name. So we rode as we were teammates. We, we rode uh, Waddle's coattails yet again. And uh, during the interview, I had to ask, because I'm the journalist of the show. My ass. And uh, I asked, I said, so, Mike, what were you thinking when you pulled your pants down in front of your team to motivate them in the locker room? And and Tyler was probably in grade school at this time. Do you remember this interview? Do you remember this story? Like, it was a big to-do. That Singletary pulled it down his pants to motivate his... Why are, we, why are we going back down this road again? And so he was forced to discuss it or to uh, dispute it. And he wasn't happy that you asked the question, not only the first time, but stayed with it for like 14 you gotta, minutes. you got to yeah. follow it up. Okay. You know, you just yeah. can't ask it. you got to yeah. get wait for yeah. the answer. Of course. And... Um, it's what all the good journalists do. I know. And so then like a year or two later, after he was fired, there was an, a 1985 uh, reunion at Soldier Field. There was, yeah. And then and when uh, you know that I was asked, I was honored. Our beyond favorite 85 bear was Beyond asked. honored to be the MC of the event. They're all there. Every one of them. It's a crowded room. There's probably a thousand people in the room. And he's, and you know Waddle. Waddle like is like thinking to himself, like, why the hell am I here to Correct. begin with? Right. I, I am out of place. Yeah. Which of the former Bears doesn't belong? Yes, me. He he's he hates this stuff to begin with. So I don't hate it, but it's just, just like yeah. I, you know, there's somebody more, more worthy yeah. of the Everyone's honor. Talking about done it. the late great Walter Payton. Yeah. Oh, Mike Ditka, Jim McMahon. Jimbo Cover, all these greats, and you, Tom Waddle then is the MC. Well, I worked with a lot of them, you and know. So a teammate with a lot. So of you're them. already feeling out of place, and then Mike Singletary I was honored, wants to have a word. But it was just like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm honored, but you, whatever. So you're so I'm honored, you're and I'm walking on eggshells, and yeah, then what happens? Well, I'm, yeah, and before we start the program, like five minutes beforehand, Mike pulls me aside. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Mike and I were teammates like 89, 90, 91, 92, something like that for like four years. Come on over here. Come on over here, kid. I was like, yeah, what's going on, Mike? He said, I just want you to know I didn't appreciate uh, that interview you did with me 
couple of years ago. It was a difficult time for me, and I just didn't appreciate it. I thought you, you, you ambushed me. I was going, Mike, I am so sorry. That wasn't me. That was that ass white Sylvia. So are you saying Mike Singletary was the original Tim Anderson? Uh, no, I'm not saying that. Um, but, like, I was, like, mortified. Like, Mike, you know, I mean, listen, I, I mean, we, I don't know. You know, hey. He's still I'm scarred so by very it. sorry that, it, you you know, that we offended you. I didn't go the whole, if I'm, I'm sorry, if. I know, I knew at the time that he was upset with me. So I said, Mike, I am sorry. Uh, wasn't me, it was him. I'm not gonna lie, I did, you know, I just, you know of what, course. I'm not a journalist, Mike. I'm just there for, you know what, some giggles. So, anyway, this is before the even program even starts. But Mike was very professional about it. Mike doesn't get angry. He just, it's like sitting. He gets even. No, he, it's like, it's like someone that you respect and admire that, that you've offended or you've let down and he looks at you and you just, the blood drains out of your body. He gave you the, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Pretty much, yes. It's a great way to describe it, Tyler. So then I had to go on for the next two hours and host this fabulous event with that as the, the start of my evening. I'm already apprehensive because I feel like I'm not a, you know, I didn't win anything. I, I, I played with these guys. I love these guys. Some of them were my good friends and teammates, but... And then, like, yes, I was I was down. I was shook. I was shook for more than the night. And then I come in and I tell him. and I'm, <laughs> I'm on my couch that night drinking scotch. Yeah. Lighting, you know, pulling the pin on a grenade, throwing it, and running. So that's the story. Yeah. To this day, I still get, like, it, like it's, it hits me still. I'm not sure that I've seen Mike the since le- then, but if I did see Mike, I'd be terrified. The lesson because I don't, don't want to go back there. The I don't want to go back into the the wayback machine. You know the lesson here. What's the lesson? I've got so many thoughts on my mind, and I'm afraid I'll get fired if I say any of them. The lesson here is: don't pull your pants down to motivate your team. Once again, it wasn't me. If there's anybody out there listening that could pass this this along, it's not me. It's not a motivational speech. Maybe not to you. Who are you to to suggest that it didn't motivate anybody, huh? Huh? Really worked. Yeah? Did you go take your pants off when you spoke to the Southern Illinois team? We beat Northwestern the next day. Took your shirt off, too, didn't you? We we beat Northwestern. That was right. (laughs) And... They didn't beat another team right. on U.S. Really? soil. You're really going to oh, really? pound your chest too. on that? We could get an SIU Northwestern first round matchup in the tournament. You think Sylvia well, would be asked to speak to the team then? We have to win the Valley. No, I'm, I'm going to see my boys uh, at UIC on Sunday. Nice. I was uh, texting with Brian Mullins yesterday, last night. Well, that's a possibility. We could get an SIU Northwestern, and they like to they like to make the storylines too when they're crafting that bracket. Well, well, one of the one of the Northwestern uh, assistants was our former head coach. That's right. Yes, Chris Lowry. Have you ever felt like that you let somebody down and like the blood went out of your your body on that? Like, no, you don't have any conscience at all. Or that, or you've never made a mistake. Or or I constantly let people down. (laughs) And you just don't care. It's just like, like, it's par for the course. Oh, yeah, I said that. I don't give a rat's ass. All right, when we come back, a little something we like to call Florida or Ohio. I I feel like I've just experienced this whole thing again. 
Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. Try Florida or Ohio brought to you by 19 Crimes Wine. 19 Crimes Wine tells the story of rule breakers who beat the odds and became infamous. Drank a full bottle last night. It was Thursday. I uh, I took a break. I did not have any wine last night. I went like nine straight days for vacation with drinking. So that's how we know I'm not an alcoholic. Where I, I'm like, enough. Pick up a bottle today and live infamously on your own terms. We got a nude man who's been banned from all motels in the town. 47-year-old man is now banned from all motels in the town after a public nudity incident. Local law enforcement responded to a call last Thursday of a man wandering the lobby of a motel while wearing no clothing. When the police arrived, the man explained that he had bugs on him, so he put his clothes in the washing machine. A quick investigation found the man's clothes in the washing machine. However, the man never turned the machine on, and they also found out he had not been a customer of the motel. Oh, so he wasn't he wasn't staying there. He was just he was just naked uh, there, naked with bugs. Well, that sounds like that's that sounds like meth. And you know where I go for all the meth stories? I'll go to Chillicothe, Ohio. Ohio. So what are you thinking? Bed bugs? I don't know. Because like bugs this time of year in Ohio, the bed bed bugs are all the time. Oh, time out. There are there were no bugs. There were no bugs. But if there were no bugs, they would have sniffed that out right away. Right? Without. I think they sniffed it out when they saw him walking naked in their lobby. I don't think there was any more investigative uh, research that needed to be done. I'm just still going to say Florida. Playing the analytics. That makes two. Give me Florida. It took place in Liberty, Ohio. Come on. Oh, you sniffed that one out. Maybe. May or may not have done it before. May have been my move in high school. Was that the bug move or the yeah, uh, meth the, move? The, the, no, not the math. But the nakedness and the excuse for being naked in a public place is, I got bugs on me. <laughs> so many bugs. Back in the day, it really didn't bother people. All right. If you want to weigh in, 312-332-3776. And then good time, Patty Boyle is going to join us. Uh, we're on Kane or Watch. Is uh, Patrick Kane going to get traded this weekend? Uh, is there uh, the Rangers and no one else, or could there be another destination? We'll uh, tell you what the latest is with uh, Good Time Patty Boyle coming up next.